Yeah, that takes me back. I, that oh, transports me to uh, the Manly West Primary School percussion section in the uh, the school band, the Triangle. Little Timbo Glockenspiel. For a, then, for a second, then I thought you were know, like Manly West's rugby league. No, match. no, no. Because no, that no. was a match. No, it wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast where we tear down, pressure test, and rebuild the issues of the automotive week. I'm James and with me are Richard. Hi. And Matt. G'day. This week, among other things, we'll look at fresh ponies, hard working rams, and an electric vehicle named after a fiddling Roman emperor. So right. stay with us. But first, <laughs> Musquatch. Okay, Elon's missing another self-imposed deadline. Right. (laughs) It's not a big thing. No. It's just the plan to send two people round the moon by the end of the year. (laughs) Not a big thing. That's looking doubtful. It's a bit of a trip. It's yeah. a bit of a trip. Yeah. Um, look, he's, it's not. He's not saying it's off. Mm. He's just been optimistic again, right? With the timing. So a couple have allegedly already paid their dough up front, right? They're going to get in the top of a SpaceX candle. They were going to light it, send it up around the moon, come back before the end of this year. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Mm. Yeah. Were they expecting it to happen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, at some stage, I think in his uh, quieter moments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elon was saying, "Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen." <laughs> Good but on anyway. Him. But look. Speaking of his quieter moments, because mm. this week at Tesla's annual shareholder meeting, Crazy Elon admitted that he has a problem with time. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, I'm sure he's been working on time travel, but yeah. it's yeah. more in this dimension. Yeah. And you know that he explained that he has a tendency to set and miss production targets. Yeah. And it's fundamentally because he's a naturally optimistic person. You know, he just thinks things are going to come together perfectly. In fact better than perfectly yeah. because the production targets he set are ludicrous. Absolutely. You, you mean, I've seen interviews with his staff, with his you know, chief executives of his various companies like SpaceX and, and I've forgotten her name right now, but she said, look, he does set really, really impossible targets to hit yeah. and her job is to try and get somewhere near them. Um, yeah. And and you know we had uh, the 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 head of uh, production go on um, you know a sabbatical yes. on, on on leave from yeah. the no he just wanted to take some factory. time off it was good timing he, was, <laughs> he wasn't carried out at all no mumbling to himself <laughs> but speaking of that the Bloomberg Model Three production tracker sitting at two five six zero okay uh, we've got two weeks to get to six thousand they're not going to do it no it's, no it's a bit of a stretch target no. Hmm. No, no, no. This so, is just look, another example it's of just lies. just a naturally optimistic lies. person. No, yeah. he's a bad manager is what he is. He's so when manager. he says he has a problem with time, it's really I've got a problem with reality. Yeah. yeah that's, that's just, not time. That's yes, exactly it. Nothing. That's why he's got SpaceX, because he is literally a star child. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. moving on. Mm. Matt and Richard, you've both driven the new Ford Mustang, mm. but in different parts of the world. Yep. Mm. Matt, you're in Europe. Richard, you're in Australia. Yep. Uh, Matt... Chronologically, you drove it first. I did. What's um, we've got the story and your video up on the yes. site. What's what's your impression? My my biggest standout impression is I love the fact that you get a sports exhaust as standard mm. on four cylinder and V eight. The four cylinder comes in a couple of months time, but the V eight is arrived. I mean, obviously that's the majority of sales in Australia, and it, it makes sense for them to focus on that car here. Yeah. But it's got a quiet start mode, so uh. you can set a timer between say six a.m. and nine a.m. if you. You know you're going to get up early every day. It'll remember that it should start quietly 
fine. Yeah, so yeah, instead fine. of going, Vroom, it sort of goes. Uh, great. So, yeah, How great. does that go again? It doesn't. It doesn't have remote start, does it? Uh, don't know. Don't no, think so. Anyway, does it? Someone steals it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. But that's yeah, very I mean, neighbourly of it. That's um, that's not my. I mean, that's my biggest impression about. Like, I think that's really smart. I think that it could put some uh, aftermarket manufacturers of exhausts out of business mm-hmm. um, because there's been a lot of people that buy Mustangs that go and get a sports Straight exhaust away. fitted. This is a variable system. You've got four different modes you can choose from. There's all these different drive modes and stuff. I was really impressed with the Magnaride suspension mm-hmm. when I was driving it in Europe. It's uh, really well sorted. The adaptive damping system works really well. Yep. It, it's more of a clinical tool than it was in this generation um, in, compared to the facelifted model, well, the pre-facelifted model. Um, but yeah, I was, I was pretty, pretty impressed. But as, as we all know, the safety stance isn't great. Richard, it's got a little more power. And talk, it does. And, uh, but it, it, it's only stepped up a little bit in terms of the safety. That's right. 33 more kilowatts of power uh, and 26 uh, newton metres more uh, torque. That's, that's um, better than a poke a in the eye. Top of, I think, 556 newton metres and something like 339 kilowatts. Something like that. Um, plenty of grunt. Mm. Um, and I'm quite happy to say that you can break traction in first, second, third, and fourth and fifth gear in this car on a racetrack, on ice. of course. Yeah. Oh, on a racetrack. <laughs> oh, okay, on a racetrack. We tested it at, the, at Talon Bend at the new racetrack there called The Bend. A pristine racetrack, completely unspoiled until we arrived. <laughs> and I put a set of 11s on it, which basically go down the entire main straight. Fantastic. It's, it's a good car Great. from that perspective. For <laughs> um, but yeah, look, from a safety perspective, um, a little bit disappointing. Um, in January 2017, it was given a two-star two ANCAP star rating. ANCAP, yep. um, out of five. Out of five. Mm. Uh, Ford have gone a long way to addressing uh, that. They've added AEB and forward collision warning and, and um, lane-keeping assistance, but it's only bumped it up to three, and that's because there's an issue. Well, not an issue, but the structure of the car means that rear occupant protection and, and particularly child protection is pretty average right. in the back oh, there. I would oh, say okay. it's an issue. It's, um, it's, it's a four-seat car and people in the back will likely die if they are involved in a crash. Well, That's I mean, an issue. Look, you know, <laughs> it's an, it, is an, it is an issue, um, <laughs> but it's also a legal issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, um, look, I think Ford are very well aware of it. And God, their Ford Transit has been given a five-star ANCAP rating. This is, this is the wow. problem with this ANCAP wow. ratings. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think the Ford Mustang should have back seats. That's the first point. Yep. The second point, because it does have back seats, it's mm. considered that it needs to have the same level of safety as a family car. Yeah. And then you get a Ford Transit, which has optional AEB, yeah. not, not yeah. standard. That's right. And it's got no curtain airbag protection because yep. there's no back yeah. seats. But, yeah. Yeah. you know... Surely you're going to be safer if you've got a meter and a half of bonnet in front of you instead of thirty centimeters. Yeah, that's right. Mm. You know, mm. in a big yeah. crash, it just doesn't make sense. All right. Yeah. Well, look, we can't redesign the Mustang here. No. We must move on. <laughs> so I, I would say also on the performance theme, we have a story where a Cadillac uh, CT5 mm-hmm. has been spotted in camo testing in Victoria. Now, there's one argument that says, okay, Holden is testing a lot of US product, including yep. pickups and all kinds of things and their camouflage, left-hand drive, etc. There's another more interesting school of thought that said, hmm, HSV, come on down. You know, here's a rear-wheel drive, 
4.2 litre V8 twin turbo, wouldn't wouldn't that be kind of interesting to add into the the local mix? Absolutely, Mustang and Ford in Australia have actually said the biggest issue with the Mustang is that it doesn't have a competitor. Yeah. yeah. And although this Cadillac would not be a direct competitor because it's a big four door car. Um, Still a pretty muscly Holden, rear-wheel drive. That's it. Holden ha- doesn't have a muscle car, performance car. But, and HSV's about to get the Chevrolet Camaro. So, mm, and they're yeah. not going to rebadge it as a Holden. No, they're no. going to keep it as Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Cadillac, what's, you know, what's yep. one extra badge under the HSV yeah, yeah. umbrella? I yeah. think it's a really solid proposition it's for them. interesting, isn't it? Anyway, let's see if it, uh, mm. if it emerges. And speaking of American product in this market, Jeep has said that it's going to extend the whole Trackhawk treatment you know, it's got the crazy Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk mm. to other models. My mind immediately went to a Hemi-powered Renegade. Yep. You know? Wouldn't yep. it be just not a big one, just the 5.7-litre <laughs> Hemi in the yep. nose of that little Renegade. That would, that be, would awesome. be amazing. I love that Jeep for the anti-Tesla. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they are fully going down the fossil fuel yeah. route. It's like, the, it's like the heart attack <laughs> hamburger. Yes, yeah, I've is. made a decision. <laughs> I don't is. care about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going yeah, full yeah. fat yeah, that's it. and I'm going to take up yeah. smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It, it fully is the full fat hamburger. It's fantastic. I love it. So, but I'm I'm more intrigued about what other models in their range they could do a track hawk to because they're doing the trail hawk thing yep. across and most a, of them. And, and a desert hawk, yeah, is another hawk right. that's coming out of the clouds. Yeah, they've got uh, a real thing for birds. They've got hawks they do. Uh, yeah. all over. And they're eagles, all over freedom yeah. birds. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah golden it. eagles. Golden yeah. eagles. Oh my god! But uh, like, I I can see maybe the Cherokee. Um, being the next most logical option. Mm. Yep. You know, it's smaller. I don't know whether a V8 is going to work in a car like that. Anything's possible. Maybe they can borrow something from the FCA group. Look, happily, um, all things are on the table. And you're right, Richard. Mm. They're quite crazy. Oh. So you, you wouldn't want to apply logic to it. No. Uh, yeah. it, no. Anything could come out of left field, which totally. is great. Totally. What about a Wrangler? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Trackhawk Wrangler. That fantastic. could be a thing. Yeah. 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 And grid up for a club day. Totally. On the circuit yeah. in your Wrangler. Yeah. Rip the doors off, make it squat. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. off. That would yeah. be awesome. But look, talking of speed and quality, uh, now some wonderful words from our friends at Winton. Australian performance drivers love their cars, and the performance car they love the most is the one that's done it all. From the Mount Panorama Winner's Circle to your driveway, all roads lead to Winton. The 2018 Winton Turbo now features an even more potent version of the powerhouse Redback two-stroke V9 Turbo, backed up by the latest generation version of our patented torque tumbler transmission technology. Once you eye it and try it, we guarantee you'll buy it. Australia's Winton Turbo. Inspiration is standard. Talk Tumbler transmission available at extra cost. Wheels and tyres sold separately. Batteries not included. Consult your Winton dealer for final pricing. Right. Oh, just refreshes you, doesn't it? It's <laughs> nice to think that, you know, we've got a fantastic yeah. brand like that still happening in Australia. Ah, oh, it's like a mint in the mouth. But it does it does um it does open up Minton. a question. Our mate Frosty. Minton. Where is he? Um, yeah. I can tell you, having spoken to him recently, we, we talk on him. Is that him? We talk... No. Okay. No, he's not here. I oh, know that's not Of course he's, he's not. He's jumped out of the uh, Roseanne Bar, bar. fry pan yeah. yeah. right. into the Barnaby Joyce fire. fire. So, look, they're old mates. And Frosty's been uh, moonlighting <sighs> as Barnaby's media advisor. 
That's and obviously, it's all going very well. Well, you know, um, what, was, what was his cut out of the 150? Uh, yeah, well, he set that up. He set uh, that interview uh, uh, up. He did. He, Maybe he, he got 150 as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. word is, is that Vicky's baby is frosty. Oh, I mean, that's just wow. the rumor. That's, that's a the bridge rumor. too far. That's the rumor. I've heard that rumor too, but we're not going to go there. Look, Barnaby will be back on the front bench in no time with Frosty in his yeah. corner. That much well, is clear. Yeah, meanwhile, Frosty's on the back bench. Yeah. Look, sticking with the FCA (laughs) theme, Ram. Ram has said it is going to build a Hilux-sized ute Mm. by 2022. And I say, bring it on. We've we've got so much activity in that space Mm. with all of the Japanese brands as well as Ford and and Chinese brands. And the dual-cab ute is the coming thing. And the pickup trucks in the States under the Ram badge and some of the low-volume ones that we've got here are all immense. So to have something in that uh, size category would be great. Yeah, I reckon yeah. so. I, and, you know, it won't be stopped. It's it's the Jeep sort of phenomenon, you know. It'll have a stupid V8 engine yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and people will go, oh, yeah. this is the HSV replacement. This is the, you know, the, the real actual muscle yeah. man ute. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Why, why has Australia never adopted the F-Truck fully and the, those big, big trucks? It, it's been on sale here yeah. um, over time, but not mm. on a consistent basis. But we've loved their American cars and we were a big car, big, big car culture. Sure. Mm-hmm. So why were we never a big truck culture? I don't know. It's Let probably, us know. Let us know. Our it's country. probably a matter of uh, just extra cost. That, Maybe. You know, building yeah. them in right-hand drive is too expensive. It adds complications to the production process. Yep. They can sell yeah. 1.1 million of them in America in a year without any other market. Mm. That's, I mean, That's they're right. amortizing they the costs That's the equivalent within of every six car weeks. sold in the Australian market being an F-150. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That, was an ama- that really was an amazing figure yeah. mm. that they sell as many F-trucks as they do cars in Australia. Yeah. 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 But it's nuts. Um, yeah, so Ram is going to build that, and they've also said they're going to put what was a, I think it was called TRX concept yep. from TRX. 2016, which is a tough full size pick, yep. uh, pickup, wow. uh, which is their F 150 Raptor competitor. They're going to put that in production. So it's cool. all just going mad on horsepower, big high riding trucks, and they're going to do a Hilux size one as is well. Is this the last? Is this our last? Mad gasp of fossil fuel. Go before we all have well, to ride bicycles. If you got them or electric, use cars. them up. Use it up fast. Yeah. You know yeah. why not? Have a yeah. bit of a burst. Don't save it. And it's gone. Don't save it. Yeah. And we've yeah. seen, you know, the the appetite for Utes is not abating. And oh. you know, yeah. last month the Hilux was again the biggest seller. Um, our Ute review that we've done recently is going absolutely gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. people are loving watching Utes doing Ute things, which is fantastic. Utes doing and Ute it's, things. It's, yeah. such, it's such a virtuous circle, isn't it? Because yeah. the more focus there is on the Utes, the more sales, the better they get, and on it goes. They're yeah. just improving almost as you look at them. And one of the big things that a lot of YouTube commenters have put up is where was the Amarok? And we were just like, well, some we had to just cut it to yeah. three three vehicles. So um, you know, the the Hilux and the Ranger and the X Class were the most important vehicles right. at that time. You know, in future we might look at doing Amarok V6 versus X Class V6 For just sure. to keep people happy because it's the sort of thing that people want to see. And yep. you know, doing different things with Utes other than just seeing them sit in traffic on the highway is uh, is good fun. Yeah, yeah, terrific. I'm happy to do more of it. <laughs> look, um, talking of good fun. Um, again, in the FCA stable, Alfa Romeo has said it's going to revive the 8C and GTV nameplates, right. which is exciting. So they're performance cars, quite obviously. The 8C mm-hmm. will be like a grown-up version of the 4C. We had that limited edition 8C some yep. years ago. This is the, the new version. 
about 700 horsepower, twin turbo V6. The GTV will be a four-seat all-wheel drive hybrid. And again, here's that year again, 2022. Yep. It's a big year. It's going to be a huge year. It but that'd be something really to look forward to. It really smells like a five-year plan to me, doesn't <laughs> it? Does. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but FCA always seems to have a five-year plan every two years. And then yeah. it changes. And then yeah. it changes yeah. according to circumstance. <laughs> yeah, well, and then this, they have a new... You're so right. This latest yeah. one is... is uh, Sergio Marchioni's mm. farewell present to Signing them. Off. All right, here are all these things you've got to build, guys. Good luck. Bye. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is insane. I'm a champion. Yeah. Look at all the good things I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't have high hopes that much of this will come to fruition. Yeah, and really. I think Alfa Romeo really has to be careful. In, it's not quite a Musk situation, but they really need to get what they're doing right now right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the Julia was a fantastic car. Um, and you've got the Stelvio off the same platform and, and there's other cars coming off that platform. But just get what you're doing right first. Yeah. Mm. Rather than go with the sizzle. Yeah. Get get, get the steak uh, kind well, of right first. I really think with the 4C, it was the moment where they didn't need that car, but it was what they wanted. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they... Not many of those have sold. Yeah, no. you, you hardly ever see them. Is, is that good or is that bad? I yeah. think it's pretty bad because, yeah. Yeah. you know, theoretically, it's more affordable than, say, a Porsche. Yeah. Uh, and mm. sp- supposedly more involving to drive. Mm. It's a, it's a no really interesting one, the 4C. There's a lot of people that say it, it shakes the fillings out of your teeth, which it does, yeah. and that it needs power steering because the steering is, is quite heavy. I love it for both yeah. those things. Mm. Yeah. It, get it on a smooth road and it's great. Rough road, yeah, it's a bit rough, but it just, I remember thinking of it as like reaching through the dash and feeling what the wheels were doing. It's just It's a bit like a Lotus in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. It's so much better than not knowing at all. I know. know, Sitting in a dentist's chair and knowing that they're working away in your mouth and not being able to feel anything. Yeah, but look, Mm. that five-year plan, 2022, we're not done. No. We're not done. There's There's more more excitement coming. Thank you, Sergio. Right. Um, Maserati. The Alfieri. Okay. I think it was 2014 was the Geneva show. I was there, had a look at that car as a concept, absolutely breathtaking. Yeah. Um, And it was going to be, um, you know, a mainstream model and uh, the timing didn't happen. They did a bit of an Elon and and over-promised. But this is the latest promise arriving in 2022. Wow. It'll be a hybrid hypercar. Um, So we're talking about... Porsche 918, uh. La, 918, LaFerrari, yep. McLaren P1 kind of territory. Um, all-wheel drive, VMAX of around 300 kmh, 0 to 100 kmh, two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. That's so nuts. there you go. The Alfieri will be in force 2022. So wow. they're, they're banking on tyre technology reaching a point where it can beat aerodynamics by that Maybe. point then. Because Maybe. that's... Yeah, that's going to have to be something special to well, do again, two it, it could have been... So, yeah, we, you, your speech is a bit short, mate. Yeah. We, need, we need something else. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. No problem. Here we go. Let's resurrect the Alfieri. But let's just talk Make about... hypercar. Let's just talk about Maserati for a sec. How dead are some of those horses that they keep beating in terms of their sports cars? They Absolutely. have been around for... A long time. A long time. Absolutely. For a car that's a sports car brand. And look, that's what I'm thinking. It needs the Alfieri because... That's a brand that needs a halo car again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, a great it's point. Like, like the 918. It, well, I mean, Porsche hardly needs one. Too, too many Levantes and Ghiblis getting around. Right. Yeah. Ghibli diesels. Yeah, yeah, And Quattroporto yeah. diesel. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, you're right. They Maserati need some Maserati is becoming the Toyota of the, you know, that Italian sable. Um, yeah. it's, it needs to, again, put itself up there. Maserati feels like what Alfa Romeo sort of should yeah. be. Yeah. I think. Yes. You know, they should have a sports car. They should have a sedan. Yeah. Should have a couple SUVs. You know. Yes. 
Maybe because that's... I suppose in terms of the, the, the line of demarcation between them, in my mind it's reasonably clear mm. um, that Maserati is a little more primo and Alfa Romeo, it's premium but, but not yeah. quite there. They, they need to kind of clear that up as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. Maserati, I mean, how will people feel like Maseratis have been, become uh, synonymous with having fantastic sound? Like yeah. the exhaust sound of a Maserati. If you if you see one drive past, it makes you turn your head whether yeah. you want to or not, because yeah. of the sound of the exhaust. An Alfieri electric, like hybrid yeah. electric. Hmm. Yeah, it's going anyway, to be one of those ones where I think, it has I think to your happen. point's a good one, Richard. I think it, yeah, it does it could be the halo that's mm. absolutely needed. Yeah. yeah. Speaking right. of halos. Speaking of halos, <laughs> how about some words from those enthusiastic disruptors at Oversteer? Ugh. What happens when you put three hooligans together in one room? You get a podcast full of hectic banter. Hummer <laughs> is for any rugged man. This manly scent possesses oh, well, a that, that, that rules me right out. <laughs> Jeez. Stupid stories. It's, it's a cruise ship with all the insides scooped out, water fills it up, and then you put a pirate ship in the middle. Nothing more gangster than a ship in a ship. You're an idiot. And some discussion about cars. So we've got the K cars as well. What do you guys think? There's this new Honda sports concept there. I think it looks so cool. It it does look a bit funky, mate. The Oversteer Podcast on the Cars Guide website, iTunes, and where all good podcasts are sold. Okay. I hate them. Yeah, well, yeah, you always say that, but do you really? One of them said, one of them looked at me today and said, you're wearing jeans. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you are. I am. He's just stating I a fact. He's a good jeans. reporter. He's a good reporter. That's classic reportage. <laughs> <laughs> Richard is wearing jeans. <laughs> he was right on it. What's wrong with him? You've now, got look, a beard. He, <laughs> Richard has a beard. You've got a face. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're funny kids. Yeah, yeah they're good. They're um, good. Now, a, a, for want of a better word, a straight mm. Tesla story. We've, mm. um, we've got the Roadster for 2020. And it will offer, quote, a crazy SpaceX performance pack. Richard, fill us in. What's all that about? Uh, look, I would get excited about this if I knew nothing about Tesla or Elon Musk, um, <laughs> like, like I did the first time I drove a Tesla. Um, but it's a little bit like waterboarding. After a while, it just becomes torture. Um, oh. What? It's, what is it initially? It's a what? Well, you know, it's, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun time. time. It's a good it's night a out. Really, it's like, hey, this, this is great. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's getting a bit annoying. <laughs> oh, this is tortuous. <laughs> it's dripping. Stop so dripping. Um, yeah, look, this is this is more wow. dripping. Uh, so you might remember earlier in the year, uh, Elon announced the the Roadster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was going to have you know a, a top speed of you know a billion kilometers an hour and it's going to get from zero to 100 in in you know, less a blink than of an eye. Blink of an yeah, eye. Yeah. Um, in fact well, before it started he's come out and actually said actually it's even going to be crazier than that and he's known for naming his packages with ludicrous names or literally ludicrous names mm-hmm. uh, for the model s you can get a ludicrous mode it costs fifteen thousand dollars and it increases your acceleration does it cost fifteen thousand fifteen bucks? grand for ludicrous mode that's um, the ludicrous so bit just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting crazy mode, if that's what he's going to call it, yep. uh, to, to, to obviously be a fairly expensive option as well. So does it get um, a solid fuel rocket? So <laughs> That would be Originally crazy. zero to 60 miles an hour uh, in 1.9 seconds. Uh, right. So what Elon is oh, saying... Oh, is that all? That, that's all. 
Um, so what he's saying is he's tweeted, we still don't know anything, but he said it's going to be even crazier than that and it's going to have a SpaceX package. package. We, and we still don't know what that means. Maybe that's the it's, couple that are due to go around the moon. They, they are. They do it in a roaster, yep. a la, you know, yep. Elon's one that's out near Mars. Or Cheryl and Darren, they come with it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Or it's going to cost a million bucks, bucks yeah. and you're going to get a ticket on one of the SpaceX tour flights. Maybe. Well, it's Possibly. a nice cross-branding, isn't it? You know, bringing SpaceX in, uh, into the um, Tesla world. Well, that's it. I mean, SpaceX is probably one of Elon's companies which is actually all on target and going Seems really, really well. Except for the moon bit. Except for the yeah. moon bit. The moon bit's the only bit. <laughs> it's um, only a small bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is only a small system. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, look, we don't. We still don't know what he's talking about. Um, we, we don't even know if Elon knows what he's talking about. No, um, I, I certainly know whether or not. Elon knows what he's talking about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, expect the, the roadster to, to uh, be even quicker. Yeah. Expect the crazy uh, SpaceX package to cost a lot more and also expect people to actually buy it. Right. Mm. They will. Uh, you know, buying it would be predicated on being available to buy. So we'll wait and That's see. That's right. Um, but speaking of electric vehicles, Kia has unveiled its Nero EV, hence the uh, mm. fiddling while Rome burned reference, at the Busan Motor Show, and Busan being a large city in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an SUV about as big as a Cerato hatch. It's claimed to have a 400-kilometre range and is under consideration for Australia. So all of a sudden, yeah, the, the kind of uh, enemies are gathering around yeah. Tesla. The, they're taking away the territory. A mainstream big brand like that um, by um, coming out with that's pretty interesting. It is. Um, Kia Australia has said in the past, Damien Meredith, their COO, has said, to Cars Guide that they're not looking at hybrids. Not interested. Forget it. Right. So they want to have petrol, diesel, and electric. Electric. Okay, so great. this makes sense that they're looking at this sort of car to fill a gap in their market. Yes. Um, they don't have a small SUV either, um, but you can forget them being able to bring it in for $28,000 or whatever, like well, most small SUVs. I suppose the thing that's worth mentioning, though, is, I mean, and have a look at the story on our site to you know, have some pics of the car, mm. um, it looks production ready. It's not your swoopy kind of out there futuristic yep. concept. It very much looks in the mould of a Nissan Leaf or, yep. or something else that's yep. ready to go on the showroom floor. Yeah, and and I think, I mean, the, the regular Nero's on sale in other markets. Right. Um, oh, I see. And gotcha. so this, gotcha. is, this is the EV iteration of it. Of it. Um, right. mm-hmm. That platform's obviously capable. Um, obviously, they've got the, the Kona Electric as well. Yeah. Um, so there's... There's definitely uh, propulsion there for both those Korean brands to push forward yeah. in the EV SUV space. And we also saw at the Busan show the new Hyundai Grand Master, uh, which is a larger Grand concept Master. SUV. Wow. Uh, bigger than the Santa Fe, going to be about five metres long if, wow. if it makes it to production. So it 6, will... 9 and yes. Kluga territory. Yeah. 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 So... Is that bigger than the Sensei? <laughs> You're into it, yeah, yeah. White Wolf Dojo. White Wolf Dojo. <laughs> uh, um, so it's it's one of those vehicles where this will come to production. Yep. Um, it's going to be big in the USA because they already have a bigger Santa Fe there called the mm. Grand Santa Fe. Don't know what it'll be called in Australia, uh, and 
it's undoubtedly uh, on the list for the Australian market as well. So right, that is what Hyundai needs mm-hmm. as well, because uh, we were staring at a, uh, a IMAX down in the car park, and that is really the the biggest seven seater they've currently got. Yeah, um, and that's because the Santa Fe is a you know, great car. Yeah, um, and is a seven seater, but if you've ever had to sit in those third row seats, yeah. it's, there's not a lot of room. It it's can't you can't compete with Kluger, yeah. can't compete with CX nine. Hyundai's missing the, link. The, the, the IMAX is the emphasis new, on the Max. It's it's yeah, huge. It's yeah. massive. The new generation model though is much better than the previous yeah, one. Yeah. And as you'll find out in I'll a few weeks, I'll be driving time, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's definitely one to um, move the game on a little bit in that segment. But you're mm. right. The, to have a slightly bigger SUV is mm. not going to hurt them. Like, no way. And I mean. Forgetting things like the Terracan, which came a million years ago and was not very good. It does feel like it's, what, 10 years ago since that Mm. disappeared. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's time for Hyundai to think about re-entering that market, I reckon. Yeah, it's not as if they're going to cannibalise sales of their other uh, models. No, and it's surprising, though. I would have thought that, um, you know, there's all this talk of uh, dual-cab ute from Hyundai. Maybe there'll be a rugged SUV to come off it as well. But I don't... This isn't that car. So maybe there's space for... You know, like Toyota to have a, a bigger SUV and then a big SUV and then another big SUV. Yeah. So Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? A few years ago we were talking about how, you know, Australians are downsizing their cars and where we actually yeah. haven't. Yeah, no. that's true. Isn't <laughs> We've it? got true. bigger. Yeah. Well look, moving from what we'll be driving in the future to what we're driving now. Yep. yep. Um this week in our garage, Matt, first of all, give us the word on what you've been steering? I've been in the BT50, keeping it on the Ute theme. Okay, very uh, good. Yeah, so the uh, facelifted BT50, which has a new, more muscular, masculine front end, which is actually designed and developed and built in Australia for Mazda. Is that right? So they've, they haven't touched anything metal-wise or illumination-wise, so it's just a new front So it's bump. just a front clip. Front bump, yeah, clip. So it's the grille and the bumper. Yeah. It looks a bit better than before. But the headlights are still let down there. Yeah, um, right. it's, it's begging for the next generation BT50. And that's a couple of years away. It'll be shared with the Isuzu D-Max. And yep. so there'll probably be some some big changes in terms of the way it looks. Yeah, okay. Um, but, you know, there's, there's really good bits about the Mazda BT50. The price is great. Yep. Um, it's fairly roomy. It's pretty comfortable. Mm. But there's also bad bits. Mm. Uh, the steering is... Uh, old hydraulic system that's very very heavy right and if I, i've asked my dad about it you know getting into a, a work unit otherwise known a, as the oracle <laughs> yeah yes. getting into a work unit after a full day's work using your arms he's a tradie mm. you don't want to deal Do with that. heavy steering yeah. so yeah. that's one of its biggest issues it's got an aftermarket media system which has apple carplay which is great first time for mazda but it's a piece of Oh wow. Uh, wow! It's terrible. Man. It's really hard to use. That's a technical term. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving Fine on. Next, uh, and Richard, you've been hy- hybriding it up. I've been hybriding it up. I'm not normally a hybriding type of guy. Um, I I've been driving a Prius V, a Toyota Prius V, and um, seven seats. Uh, I sat in the. I'm pretty tall, 191 centimeters, and I sat in the third row. Um, and I don't fit, but it's the the second row does roll forward on a mm-hmm. on rails. Oh, okay. So I could adjust that so that I could just fit between my driving position and then into the third row. It's a tiny car and my mm. son like really summed it up when oh, he's three years old and put him in the back and he goes, Dad, this is a really big little car. Yeah, and it, yeah, and right. it really is. Yeah. And I just got out of a, a BMW Alpina B7 
one of the fastest cars on the planet and then jumping into a Prius V and it felt like I was literally getting into one of those paddle boats going around Lake Burley Griffin. It, was yeah, just, right. it felt so slow in comparison, but it was, it was actually so much easier to drive. Yeah. Your visibility is really good. The doors open really wide. Access is really good. There's plenty of room inside. There's storage everywhere. Yeah. I actually enjoyed no, it from, from that practicality perspective. Yeah. Um, and it's got a power button. Um, so if you get tired of um, what the putting accelerator. in an EV, EV <laughs> and, yeah. and eco mode, you hit the power button oh, right. and it combines the electric motor and the, and the petrol engine. And it's actually, there's enough power there to sort of, you know, if you, if you can see a, the lane ending in front of you, it's enough power to sort of get in front of somebody who's not expecting yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. And I got really competitive with the fuel. Yeah. Um, I'm a competitive person, I, and I was trying to what see did, how far. What I could did you challenge it. it to? I really wanted to get it as low as I could. Ah, um, it was a fight. It was yeah. a fight. It was Page a fight. fight. <laughs> yeah. um, I really wanted to try and get that fuel reading as low as possible, but because I, the way I drive and where I drive, I couldn't get it really below five point two in yeah. the city. Um, but that was still going. It's always okay. fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's always fun. And Bat- I sp- battling the trip computer. Mm. I spent mm. some time in that Prius V as well uh, mm. to shoot a video with it the last yep. couple of days. Yep. I was at the same point. I was doing five point two liters yep. per hundred. Yeah. That's phenomenal yeah. for a car that's got seven seats. seats. And yeah. you know, like you say, the packaging of it is brilliant. Yeah. It's like, sure, you're not going to be able to fit a family of yous in there. Yeah. But <laughs> you might be able to imagine a family of me's. Fit a family of yeah. you know mal-sized people. See that for a moment. <laughs> What have you been driving, JC? Ah, I've been in the Mazda 2 GT. And I've got to say, my expectations were um, a little low because the last Mazda 2 I drove, I think, was a base model like a Max or or something like that. Yeah, Oh, Neo. And it it leaves a little bit uh, to be desired in terms of the feel of it, the the materials used inside. But this GT, I really like it, you know. Um, It feels good. Mm. Uh, I like the steering wheel. I like the seats. Um, and it's about 24 or so before on-road costs. Yep. Um, 1.5 litre, I think, with a six-speed auto, yep. and I reckon as a little city car, I yep. really liked it. Yep. The quality was there too, the way it's been finished. So the GT in their range is, is second from se- the top. Second from the top, yep. which I found with Mazda, the GT and the one or often, sometimes the second rung up are yep. always the best value. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the same. I agree yeah. with you 100%. I'm, I, you know... I'm not a huge fan of the Mazda 2. I think it's compromised where some of its competitors are better than it in some ways. But I understand why you would buy that because, you, like you say, the Mazda 2 GT or the top one, whatever it's called, Genki, is it? Yep, it's, um, it's yep. They both have that feel-good factor. Yeah. And if you're, a say, a first-car buyer or you know someone, someone who's just getting into a, a, a small car yep. and... If you can justify twenty four grand, I mean, you can get a lot of good cars it was for twenty four like, grand. Okay, I put the window down and then hit it again. Oh, it's auto up as well. Yeah, you know, th- just things on, on a lot of economy yeah. cars that aren't there. Yeah. Anyway, mm. look, I think we're pushing <clears throat> the clock, and it's time to say that we've reached the finish line. Thank okay. you, Richard. Thank you, and thank you, Matt. Thank you, and thanks to our ace producer Barbara for his slick work on the buttons and sliders. I'm not saying he's an idiot. But his village called and wants him back. <laughs> Which is good timing, because after close to 40 years, today is Bab's last day at Cars Guide. 40 years. Uh, yeah, yep. thanks for the memories, and good luck with your new role in the design office at the Winton Motor Company. Uh, I think you're going to yes. make a genuine difference there. Absolutely. Thank yes. you for listening, 
And please give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed today. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. And if you're an iTunes devotee, please rate and review us. I hope you can join us next week. Until then, my mate Wes was driving down a country lane and met a car coming the other way. There was plenty of room to pass, but Wes forced the oncoming car to slow down, wound down his window and shouted out, Pig! The other driver looked in his rearview mirror and swore at Wes as he drove past, then hit the pig. (laughs) (laughs) That was terrible. (laughs) 